This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Length reporting for investors who want the whole story. This is the Corlin Economics Report. Welcome back to the second hour of the weekend edition of the KE Report. As we do in the second hour, replaying a couple of company updates and daily editorials from earlier in the week. I'm going to start off with Dana Lyons, fund manager who talked about a number of different trading strategies for a wide range of sectors within the markets, in the precious metals, and also internationally. And in the last three segments of the second hour, I'm replaying a range of company updates, a couple in the gold space with some important updates, as well as one uranium stock continuing to move forward in Sweden. This first interview with Dana Lyons was posted on Thursday. We won't be able to replay the full segment. So if you want to hear that full segment, click on that Thursday posting. In the meantime, I hope you all enjoy this replay. Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. We're going to get Dana Lyons, fund manager based out of Chicago, his insights into a wide range of markets, how he is actively trading these markets. And Dana, I have to say, you've been calling these markets very well during the bear market a few years ago, and then also playing this run up in the broad averages, as well as international markets that have done well with you. Let's start off with the broad averages look we we saw a little bit of weakness this week but today as we're recording this on thursday boy oh boy we're seeing a pop higher in the broad averages the s&p is up almost two percent today the nasdaq is up almost three percent this is on the back of some strong earnings out of nvidia Dana, overall, we keep hearing about just how long this run has gone in the U.S. markets, how we need some weakness. It seems like any weakness is pretty quickly bought back up. Where do you think these markets go? There's still room to the upside. Yeah, thanks, Corey. I think probably that the fact that any dip is pretty quickly bought up is testament to the fact that there's probably further upside. You've got that demand still embedded that is kind of preventing any deeper correction from happening. And that's obviously a, uh, a positive thing until it gets to the point where it's uh, kind of overdone and uh, uh, gets too frothy and sentiment, investor sentiment gets overly bullish. And I don't think we're at that point yet. I think coming into the year, maybe the rally got a little bit ahead of itself in the fourth quarter, uh, got a little bit extended and was certainly, especially from a sentiment, short-term sentiment perspective, could stand for some consolidation or a little bit of a breather. And we saw right at the start of the year, we saw a little downturn. And I think the bears jumped on that immediately, calling for, you know, the end of the road. And then we bounced back. And then we've seen a couple dips along the way, including last uh, week, the day before Valentine's Day, had kind of had our own Valentine's Day massacre. And and the bears jumped on that as evidence of maybe the, the end of the road. But we bounce back again. So the fact that you're you're hearing, at least anecdotally, the bears really growling loudly at every little dip in the road, I think maybe that's a testament to the fact that they are probably looking for a top 
more than they should be right now. And that probably means that we've got further to go. So our models, our data has uh, pretty much stayed the same. You know, it got uh, a little bit extended, like I said, going into the first of the year. But uh, it's behaved, uh, our, our, our indicators have behaved very well throughout the last six, seven weeks of consolidation, you know, ups and downs. Some of our key indicators were held there, held in there pretty firmly. So uh, in our view, we have more to go on the in the intermediate term over the next uh, maybe couple months or so. So we haven't gotten that concern. We haven't been chasing things higher, but in the dips, we've been uh, continuing to look for areas to add long exposure as, uh, again, uh, we think there is further upside until our models until our data says that's likely uh, all she wrote. Uh, we'll keep looking to uh, add further exposure to the upside. Well, Dana, let's dive down into some of those individual sectors that you're looking at. And we were talking about in the overall market breadth that there's still some areas that are showing some relative strength under the surface that you're looking at. And there's some other areas that you think maybe have more room to run that aren't as widely followed. You mentioned a couple smaller ETFs to us. Is there any like subsectors within the market that you're looking at for some traction? Yeah, so we saw coming into the uh, into the year, we saw good leadership uh, and good performance in the smaller cap in the broader area of the market. And um, in terms of our investment philosophy, that's that that's a key component to it. When we uh, want to be aggressively long, that means a broad array of stocks, uh, very good breadth, very good participation among the uh, broader market is is uh, underway and. That's where we want to be aggressive. Uh, so we want to see continued participation in that broad market in the small caps, which have begun to lag again, uh, you know, since the beginning of the year. The good thing is our data has held up firm so far, and those uh, small and broader averages have held at least uh, initial support levels. So they haven't shown any signs of breaking down. They're just working off some of that frost from the fourth quarter and uh, waiting we're hoping to see them assume that leadership mantle again, and that would uh, really have us even more aggressively bullish uh, in the intermediate term. And I mentioned to you off mic a couple um, specific areas, small and mid-cap pure value indices, uh, especially the small cap pure value index we found among uh, specific indices has is one of the better uh, kind of markers of uh, risk on versus risk off. So the ticker for the uh, ETF would be RZV. And uh, when that thing is moving higher, it's a it's a really uh, a consistent, reliable sign of risk on and vice versa when it's moving lower. So uh, as opposed to the Russell 2000, which is well off the all-time highs, we do see the RZV consolidating up near all-time highs. Our FV, the mid-cap, did break out to all-time highs and is consolidating there. Uh, over the last few weeks, they've kind of lagged a little bit, or at least maybe since the beginning of the year. So those are two areas we like to see uh, re-engage as well as far as a uh, leadership role in this rally. Uh, and if that, that happens, again, that would just, uh, I guess, embolden our uh, bullish stance right now. So right now, I guess, long story short, We've seen uh, uh, some of the broader market begin to lag again since the beginning of the year, but nothing, uh, no breakdowns, more or less probably just a sign of uh, some consolidation, working off some of that uh, fraud that was built up in the fourth quarter. And uh, we think our assumption is getting ready for that next leg higher in the intermediate term. 
Okay. Hey, that says a lot there, Dana. Let's take a look at a couple other sectors. One that you know our audience likes to follow. That's gold miners. Let's look at something like GDX. GDX had a nice run in Q4 last year. October, it made a low, ran up to the beginning of the year. And in about this two months, it's given back a lot, pretty much all of those gains. How are you playing GDX? Yeah, so as you know, we've had a uh, small, long position in uh in GDX as well as some uh, silver miners for a while because we are very bullish on uh, the case for gold. We do think gold, uh, the metal breaks out to the upside and does put in another substantial up leg in the bull market. That should drag the miners up along with it. Uh, Obviously, the miners have been a little bit more frustrating uh, investment of late, kind of moving sideways uh, over the last really five years or so they've had a hard time getting anything substantial going or sustainable like you said they've had some uh nice uh, rallies here and there fits and starts but really haven't gone anywhere so it's been a frustrating certainly been a frustrating position to have so we're, we're holding really like i mentioned holding uh smaller positions in the gold and silver miners more or less as like a call option for when gold does break out and start uh, starts to run higher, it should should lift those ships and the entire uh, precious metals complex. So that's where we're at. Silver miners uh, specifically are looking a little bit dicey here now. You know, testing those lows over the last uh, several years. So you know, if we do break down here, it could open uh, the floodgates in the near term. But again, in the longer term, we are very bullish on the prospects for gold. We think uh, that lifts the miners up um, eventually. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. 
Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Your weekly fix on finance and investing. This is the Corlin Economics Report. All right, welcome back. This interview replaying from Thursday, an update from district metals, base metals, and uranium in Sweden. We also talk about the uranium moratorium and the potential of that being lifted, as well as a financing the company just closed with some well-known investors, cashing them up to do some work on their projects. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. I'm talking energy metals as I am getting an update from District Metals, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol DMX, on the OTCQB under the symbol DMXCF, and on the Frankfurt Exchange under the symbol DFPP. Chatting with the President and CEO, Garrett Ainsworth. Now, Garrett, a few news releases for us to get to, one being the closing of a bot deal 
deal private placement for $4.5 million that was upsized, as well as a joint technical committee being formed between District Metals and Boleden for the exploration at the Tom Tebow and Stolberry projects in Sweden. Garrett, let's start off with the financing. The company closed $4.5 million on February 1st. I heard that there were some well-known investors that participated in this financing. Who can you share with us that we would know that is now a shareholder of District Metals? Yeah, great, great to be on with you, Corey. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be a small financing that was to start off to give a, a good position to Satcham Cove, which is a large U.S. uranium fund. Uh, and then it, it kind of grew from there. We had demand of over $8 million for the financing, but we, we tried to keep it as low as possible. So we capped it at four and a half. We also had MM cap come back in. They, they have over 10% of, of district metals around probably around 11%. Also Broma capital came back in. So that's uh, Harry Lundin extract capital. They're, they're a, a fund out of New York. Well, and then also mentioned there's some some very, very well-known um, industry people that also took large positions, but I, I can't, can't speak to their name right now, but uh, they'd be very well-known to pretty much everyone. So, I mean, it was largely the financing was taken by institutional funds, and uh, yeah, the support was incredibly good and positive for the company. Now, Garrett, with this cash injection, then what are your plans? Do you increase the budget? What do you do with this money that the company now has? So part of the reason for the financing was to bring in uh, Satcham Cove because they're they're an excellent uh, investor to have on your registry. Um, and then also to top up some of the other funds I, I was mentioning. So we didn't actually, we don't actually need the money to increase, you know, exploration or anything like that, because obviously we have uh, Boleden funding our Tonktabo and Stolberry properties that uh, Stolberry belongs to Boleden. So, I, I mean, we'll, well, obviously we've increased the marketing investor relations uh, approach for 2024. Uh, I'll be going to a lot of uh, conferences this year and, and just getting the awareness and keeping people updated about the the status of the uranium moratorium in Sweden. Obviously, that will be a huge inflection point for district metals when if that moratorium gets lifted and it looks like it's there's a good chance that'll happen this year. But, um, you know, making sure everyone knows that it's coming and, and the timing about it will, will be very important. But it, so when that moratorium gets, gets lifted, it, it'll also, now that we've got, you know, about $6 million in cash, we can hit the ground running. So as soon as, uh, as soon as we have line of sight on the moratorium getting lifted, we can, you know, I can start uh, executing on contracts to do airborne radiometric magnetic surveys, start booking drill contractors, and we're just going to go really hard at exploration in Sweden for, for uranium. I guess let's talk about the moratorium then. In Sweden, you've been my go-to to provide me some updates on any progress here. What can you tell me? What have you heard recently? Yeah, again, I know way too much about Swedish politics. Yeah, the latest article that, that came out on the moratorium was on January 29th. It featured a member of parliament, Mats Green 
who is part of the the coalition, so the majority party, and they were quoted as saying that they're looking to put out an official statement on a proposition to lift the uranium ban within the coming weeks. Now, that was just over three weeks ago, so obviously, you know, we're, and we haven't heard anything, it's gone radio silent, but I mean, the politicians are definitely on their own time schedule, but the messaging that we're waiting for hopefully will come within weeks. There's no guarantees that it will, but it seems to be very consistent where they, the government puts out these media pushes where they're, they're telling everyone that they want to lift the moratorium and, and getting the public ready. And then they go radio silent for a period of time. And so we're in that radio silent period. And, you know, all it's going to take is one official statement from the Swedish government. And uh, things could get very exciting. You know, one of the public affairs company uh, consultants that we talked to, gave guidance that, you know, optimistically, it could happen officially as early as late spring of this year, or it could be, you know, late, uh, late autumn. Not a lot happens uh, in July and August in Sweden. Uh, most Swedes take uh, pretty, pretty long holidays. All right, let's also talk about the other recent news. February 20th, the announcement that District Meadows and Baleen formed the Joint Technical Committee and approved the 2024 exploration budget at Tomtebo and Stolberry Projects. Exploration budget of $2 million here to be spent between the two assets. What's going to happen at each? Yeah, so I've been waiting ah, almost two years to get the drill rig back to Tomtebo. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, Hein and I are, are really, you know, looking forward to see what the what we come up with uh, in this drill program. It's uh, it's funded by Boleden uh, District Metals. We, we are the operator. We'll be drilling about 2,250 meters within six to eight holes. Three of those holes will be. Uh, at the Steffenberg zone, which is you know some of our last, our, one of our last drill holes there, hole 38 from 2022, hit 25 and a half meters of 8.2 percent zinc equivalent, and it included a just on the outside of the massive sulfides, a really high grade interval of 0.4 meters of 384 grams per ton gold and about 855 grams per ton silver. That's wide open at depth. So we've got three aggressive step outs from, from that hole 38, uh, about 100 meter step outs down dip and, um, and kind of down dip and, and somewhat laterally of that. And uh, the really cool part about um, this drill program is we have access to Boleden's proprietary downhole electromagnetic survey which um, was developed you know, largely around some of the exploration that they did in discovering new uh, deposits at the Garpenberg mine or the Garpenberry mine. So it, uh, the, the key thing is that it's able to pick up extremely low levels of conductivity, which is exactly what these targets are. To find out more about today's guests, visit us on the web at www.kereport.com. You're listening to the Corlin Economics Report. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So 
keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. update. There is brand new information about the suspect accused of killing a University of Georgia nursing student who was out for a jog near the campus in the town of Athens. The 26-year-old man, an illegal alien from Venezuela, police saying it's a crime of opportunity. The investigation suggests that they had no relationship. He did not know her at all, where he saw an individual and uh, bad things happened. University of Georgia Police Chief Jeff Clark saying the man is now charged with malice murder, felony murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, kidnapping, hindering a 911 call, and concealing the death of another. This, by the way, the first murder on campus in 20 years. Classes have been canceled until Monday. In other news, South Carolina holding its Republican presidential primary today, and today marks two years since Russia invaded Ukraine. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your Social Security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information, or instant payment email or text you pictures or documents or use a real government official's name to gain your trust social security does not accept payments by gift card prepaid debit card internet currency or by mailing cash criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace do not be fooled hang up ignore them report this criminal activity to the social security administration office of the inspector general at oig.ssa.gov Thank you. 
providing unique reporting on markets and companies since 1990. This is the Corlin Economics Report. Welcome back for the next company update that I'm replaying. Also from Thursday, Rupert Resources, a real leader in exploration, gold exploration in Finland. We talk about the updated resource of over 4 million ounces and the large drill program the company has ongoing this year. To listen to the full interview, click on that Thursday posting. Otherwise, enjoy this preview. I'm getting an update from Rupert Resources, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol RUP, and on the OTCQX under the symbol RUPRF, chatting with Thomas Creedlin, Head of Corporate Development. Now, Rupert Resources, we have a lot to talk about, including a updated resource estimate that is now over 4 million ounces, as well as one of the larger drill programs going on this year at 30,000 meters, focused a lot more on discovery and growth. So a lot for us to talk about here, Thomas. Let's start off with the updated resource that was announced back in November of last year. The Ickery deposit is now slightly over 4 million ounces, mostly in the indicated category. 96% of that in the indicated category. One thing to note is that this Ickery area was discovered back in the middle of 2020. So in under four years, you're up to 4 million ounces. Take us through this resource, Thomas, now that you have over 4 million ounces, again, in mostly indicated category. Hi, Corey. Well, thanks for having us back. We love the, love the show. And, um, you know, you've been a, lot, you know, a good supporter of us over the years. I think it's been a year since our last, you know, our last conversation. So, I mean, a lot's happened since then. So as you point out, yeah, 4 million ounces published in November and 96% in the indicated category at a grade which is probably two times the average open pit grade for, you know, globally. So it's a very high quality deposit. And, you know, I think the, the thing that, you know, strikes you about Ickery is um, that we've got to this kind of 4 million ounces and 96% indicated on, on about 110, 111,000 metres of drilling. So, you know, it's maybe, um, you know, a quarter of... The amount of drilling, you know, compared to some other other sort of similar size, you know, world class deposits. So um, I think that's that speaks to really to the sort of ge- geological continuity of the deposit and and how robust the deposit is is it for, uh, geologically. So you know, again, we spent a lot of last winter's drilling season doing these kind of infill this infill drilling together with sort of a lot of you know you know met drilling and also sort of you know hydrological drilling. So a lot of those kind of things that you need to be able to move the the project forward and, and and maintain the sort of critical path so that was really the bulk of what we did last year and so you know mindful as well that you know this is only you know Icarus almost you know it's coming up to its fourth fourth anniversary in terms of its discovery you know we we still believe that we're in the middle of a of a of a, of a new gold camp so you look at the you know the comparative age of its sort of commercial exploration in in this part of Finland compared to some of the other big gold camps in the world, you know, you're looking at maybe, you know, four or five years of commercial exploration versus almost a hundred in some of these other, um, other jurisdictions such as the Abitibi or West Africa. So um, we're in, in, in pretty good shape. Now, this Ickery deposits on the Rupert Lapland project in Finland. We've talked a lot about Finland over the last little bit because of companies moving projects forward there. Look, I'll post a link to the news section where everyone can read over the news for that updated resource estimate. Let's talk about this year, though, because this year, 
30,000 meters of drilling sounds like shifting more into growth for the resource and also new discovery. Take us through the strategy this year for this ongoing 30,000 meter program. Yeah, I mean, I think really outside of Ikari, we, you know, the, the rest of the license is, is still, you know, relatively um, underexplored. We, we, we think the, the ground immediately adjoining Ikari is, is probably the, some of the most prospective ground. We've got a, a 15 kilometer regional trend, which is evidenced by this sort of uh, regional geophysical anomaly, which is why the license shape is the way it is, which is pegged way back in um, in 2010. So it was the first really big piece of ground to be pegged in the in the area. We discovered Ikari really by um, it was the sixth the sixth thing we, we drilled, and we uh, our approach was really to to give each target fifteen hundred meters, and then if it didn't immediately um, come together, we would move on to the next thing. So, you know, in, in finding Ikari, we also um, created this inventory of um, of kind of uh, other exploration targets, and now we're we're sort of circling back on some of these things over the, over this winter. So. Um, again, you know, the really the sort of main targeting strategy we relied on this we call base of till drilling. So, um, really, a, a sort of near surface geochemical anomaly. Um, and so, on what we've what we've kind of found with the last few, uh, you know, in the Heiner South in particular, which is the thing we've just uh, we published the results we published a couple of weeks ago, was that that didn't have a particularly strong base of till anomaly, which is why we didn't really follow up on it. And um, you know, again, we're on to the next generation of of you know hi, of, you know highly prospective. Um, gold targets and you know high in the south is evidence of one of those things it's one of the first things we drilled but you know it didn't it didn't come together immediately but but you know if, if you can if you can be drilling things you know sort of two meters of over you know 500 grams then you know you're you're onto something good i think so this drilling in the Haina south area or this Haina south extension is that resource focused drilling because you have drilled here before or would we still classify this very much as early stage exploration slash discovery drilling? Well, you've got a kilometer of strike and it's really just finding the, it's finding kind of areas, zones which have that sort of mineralized widths that you can build tons of. So I think, you know, you, you could probably, you could get to a resource very quickly at um, Haina South. You know, again, we have, we have um, another sort of satellite deposit at Haina Central, which is again, um, north of Ikari. But again, you need a critical mass of these kind of things, these satellites to really, to be able to, to, be able to include them in your mine plan. Um, but yes, no, certainly if you, if you, you, you know, if you start to get sort of, uh, you know, economic widths at these types of, um, types of target, then you can, you can certainly build resources very quickly. And I think, you know, we've obviously got 90%, 96% of our, our recovery resource in the indicator category, but, you know, our inferred resource and our, you know, and our, and sort of additional, you know, reserves of the future will probably come from, um, you know, come from come from these satellites. So again, it, it's probably it's probably trying to get some of these things into the inferred category. You know, after after a season or two, and that you know that again really you know that will push you know hopefully push Ikari beyond you know this the five the the, minute, the magical five million ounces, which is really what you would term a sort of tier one type discovery. What about this other new gold occurrence that's ten kilometers east of Ikari? That's some of the more recent news that we've received. Any more insights you can give us here in terms of drilling this area? Yeah, I think it's it's you know relatively you know immature in terms of um, in terms of its um, you know wh- where we are with our understanding of it. I mean, we have this fifteen kilometer trend to go at. We have a lot more coverage in terms of um, um, base of till um, immediately adjacent to Ikari. But yes, you have this fifteen kilometer trend. You have uh, evidence of the same basin sediments that you that that, that host host Ikari. And you're really looking for some of the other, um, other, uh, you know, other, other 
other components of the of the Ikari mineralization along this 15 kilometer structure. But but certainly you've got um, you know the right the right kind of host rocks and the right sort of setting to find other 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 large deposits. So again, you know that's something those those targets to the east we can um, we can drill in the summer season. So again, they're probably not not a priority for the next the next few weeks. But you know the the kind of core. You know the 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 the, 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 the you know the, you know our most important drilling season is really the you know uh, the months of between January and um, January through the end of April where we can really access some of the sort of swampier areas you know which is where you know like you know like Hickory so that's really the focus for the next uh, the next you know couple of months. So just in summary for this year's drill program, approximately how many targets or different areas are going to be drilled? I mean, I think the focus is very much around this, you know, areas immediately, you know, immediately adjacent to Ikari and, and sort of things which uh, you would, you know, consider, consider, consider satellites. Um, we have a rolling, you know, inventory of say four to six, uh, four to six targets and, four, you know, the four, the four are things that we know about already. And then we've always, you've always got to be prepared to, to be able to pivot to things which, uh, you know, that, that come up along the way. So, you know, it's always, so often it's the two you don't know about at the beginning of the season that you get, that you can get most excited about. So I would say four to six, we'll apply the same methodology we always have, which is to give each, each of these targets, you know, an initial 1500 meters. And then if, and if they deserve more drilling, then we'll, we'll follow up. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your air. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Final segment of the weekend edition of the KE Report. I say probably one of the best known exploration, gold exploration stories for this final update, Snowline Gold. I sat down with the president and CEO to discuss some of the recent drill results from the company's Rogue Project, which continues to impress. This interview was posted on Wednesday. I hope you all enjoy, and I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. I'm getting an update from Snowline Gold, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol SGD, and on the OTCQB under the symbol SNWGF. I am chatting again with the CEO, Scott Birdall. Now, Snowline Gold has been quite busy since the last time I chatted with Scott back in about the middle of December. We've had a number of drill results at the Rogue Project focused on the Valley Zone. January 27th was the last set of results from the Valley Zone, as well as a new target that was just released. The news on that from yesterday. Scott, let's start with a quick summary of the drill results from the Valley Zone. Take us through some of the noteworthy drilling and even better, provide a summary of what you learned from last year's large drill program at Valley. Sure, that sounds great. And yeah, it's been... uh a while uh, since we've chatted, and, uh, and yeah, we've had uh, quite a few uh, big holes come out uh, in that time. Just looking back at our, our site here, I see the 3rd, the 15th, the 22nd, uh, batches of results from uh, from Valley on each of those dates, and uh, and generally, you know, we're seeing, I think part of the story there, you can just see in the headlines that we're just consistently hitting big runs of mineralization. Actually, all three of those, I see a headline 
number of at least 300 meters grading at least two grams per ton i think that's all from surface too so you know it's it just where we drill at valley uh we're just seeing a, a very robust and continuous body mineralization come together and so um you know that's uh obviously very exciting and i think that's one of the big takeaways from from the drilling of 2023 from 2022 we had done some really big step outs and and really kind of looked more broadly at this valley intrusion and to the point where a lot of our drilling was you know way off target in the sense that okay we had found this mineralization here let's step way out see how far out does it go and you know step too far out and and drill some stuff that uh that we now know is not mineralized but uh now in kind of uh reassessing and, and coming back to the okay well we know there's a lot of mineralization here and there's a lot of uh, area to play with and coming and drilling that in more detail we've really seen um you know that the holes in 2022 were were good and uh in this zone and and quite continuous and but you know is a bit of an inference to say okay well this is continuous and this is really continuous over here so you know can we uh infer that it's continuous in between them and with this drilling uh we're seeing that yeah, we, we very much can. Uh, and so really a, a really well-behaved gold system is coming together at Valley. Uh, with And the, the other thing is that there was infill and step-outs from the mineralized hole in 2023's drilling. And uh, we're seeing, okay, we had, you know, good grades in this hole and good grades in this hole, and we drill in between, and we're seeing better grades. So, uh, you know, we're still kind of finding the hottest part of the system. But what we have found and what is really taking shape is a really robust like two gram to even big zones of five to even six grams per ton uh, near surface, uh, basically at surface. And again, just as continuous. And so really just that grade distribution of having those high grades near surface makes for a very attractive discovery in, in our minds that uh, when you look at, you know, if, if you're looking at what a mine will be and what kind of uh, cash flow it could have, you know, a lot of mines, you need to do a lot of work before you really get to that prize and start really making the money. Here, this this looks very much to be like something that, you know, day one, year one, year, uh, you know, for, for several years, you're just going to be digging into high-grade material. And uh, and so it's a very front-heavy cash flow structure, potentially. And so that has us really excited. Um, we still have more work to do in terms of delineating that high-grade zone, both internally and uh, figuring out the boundaries. There's a lot of open things on the uh, northeastern edge of it. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be chasing that going into uh, the upcoming field season as well. All right, a couple things that stood out to me, at least from that last January 22nd news release. I'll post figure one below this interview. Let's look at hole 70. We can see the direction of, it seems like, all the paths drilling, but then hole 70 goes right across those, right in the middle of the project, right in the middle of all these drill holes, is drilled on a totally different direction. What were you trying to show with hole 70? Uh, well, a couple of things, but yeah, you know, we've we've drilled all of our holes, basically cross-cutting the uh, the grain of this stuff. So the mineralization is these vertically uh, or near vertical sheeted veins, just thousands and thousands of quartz veins, as we've talked about before, cutting through this granite diorite. And uh, and yeah, you can picture them uh, in that figure one. They're all basically parallel to to the actual figure. Like if you were to just uh, put a piece of paper in front of your screen, there, that is the orientation of the veins. Um, and so, so you know, naturally, we've, we've drilled to cross-cut those. That's generally how you want to drill a target. But to drill down along them, uh, we wanted to see if there is any 
if there are any quirks that we should know about in terms of like, does it matter what direction you drill this material at to, uh, that is going to affect your grade? And, you know, this really kind of gives more confidence in terms of uh, and what we found with that hole is, no, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, as you might expect, we're kind of, instead of drilling kind of across the corrugations in a sheet of corrugated cardboard, we're now drilling down along them with that hole. And so, you know, the veins are closer to parallel to the hole. So even with a given density of veins, you're going to have a little bit higher variance where, you know, you're in one vein for longer and then you're out of one vein for longer. But when you average it out over the intervals and actually even averaging out at the sample size at the scale of our, uh, you know, one to one to one and a half meter samples, it's still pretty much the same. Uh, so you do see a little bit more variance in that hole, but you see uh, the same grades and you see the great continuity. And then the other thing it demonstrates is just continuity between the sections, the fences that we've been drilling across this thing. You know, instead of, okay, we're making tighter fences and now we see the grade is still, you know, we're still getting good mineralization. Therefore, uh, we can infer even more directly that it's continuous between these sections. Now, you know, we have a hole that just outright goes and, and connects sections and you just see the mineralization the whole way through. So that's uh, exciting to see. And then just a, a nice kind of tertiary effect from that hole uh, is that it ended in fairly strong mineralization down at depth, uh, down in the southeastern part of uh, of the hole where we uh, weren't necessarily expecting a grade to continue like that. So just another uh, kind of open part of the system at depth that we have more work to do in, uh, in prob- probing around. So in terms of this valley target, when you get back on the ground and follow up with more drilling this year, where is this zone open? Where do you think it's closed off? Uh, It's closed off along the western side where the uh, intrusion comes to an end there and and you have the hornfells. And you see that uh, somewhat on on the northwest, although the northwest we still have some some things to figure out as to where that boundary exactly is. And down to the southeast, at least near surface, you can see in holes, uh, actually in that figure one, you can see holes like 43 and 19, where, you know, the grades are definitely dropping off. But just the geometry of that drop off still holds a pretty significant uh, potential delta in terms of, you know, if it's all zero or if there's a gradient there. And and so I, I think that it would help us to better understand that. But I think the most pressing is looking at how things are uh, behaving in the north and the northeast and uh, both uh, dipping down to depth uh, towards the northeast, but also open near surface. Yeah, so that'll be a key focus of uh, of this year's uh, program. And um, and then opportunistically, you know, where we can, we are seeing things like in hole 70 and like in uh, hole 39 and others where we're seeing good mineralization at depth at various points in the deposit. So at this point, we get more bang for our buck by finding mineralization that's right near surface. But nonetheless, if, if there's a big system uh, at depth or big zones at depth that we can add to the picture, then uh, we're all for finding them. And uh, and so, uh, like I say, opportunistically, we'll be letting holes run when they're in mineralization. And, uh, and if we get to yeah, a hole that it makes sense to continue to test potential continuation of mineralization seen at depth in another hole, then we'll likely do that as well. Okay. Uh, where in terms of future results? I know there's still some drill core in the lab. Where was that drilled? When could we expect that? Uh, the drill core we have at the lab is just our metallurgical hole. Uh, that was drilled uh, at Valley, uh, right at the pretty similar uh, orientation and location to hole 66, basically a twin of that hole, and a uh, slightly different dip, but uh, but nonetheless. But that's basically we've drilled a, a larger diameter core there uh, just to have more material to play with as we go into uh, more advanced tests, more quantitative tests for metallurgical testing. And for rock property testing, getting things dialed in like, okay, you know, what's your 
what energy do you need to to put into to process this stuff in addition to you know finding out what the optimum grind sizes are for different uh, processes and finding out what the optimal process flows are for uh, for different things so this will give us a lot of really good quantitative information in terms of uh of how to actually approach this thing and uh, and ultimately what the economics of, uh, of extracting or from this and not just the economics but the uh, the logistics uh, uh, would be or extracting gold from, from this mineralization would be. The Corlin Economics Report is produced for A.B. Corlin and Associates. Opinions expressed on this program are intended solely for the entertainment of our listeners, do not constitute investment advice, and are not necessarily those of this network, radio station, or our sponsors. Find out more about this program and today's guests by visiting www.kereport.com. For Al Corlin, this is Colleen Robbins. Join us again next week for the Corlin Economics Report. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man-age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man-age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 